Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph, and you are listening to episode 97, Coven Witchcraft. And it is also the first episode of November, which I just cannot even believe. I feel like this was another year that just flew by, and I have a lot of buildup always to Samhain and Halloween is my favorite holiday of the year. So I spend a lot of time getting ready for that and decorating and doing a lot of fun fall Halloween Samhain related activities during September and October. And then November hits and I'm like, oh my gosh, it is almost time for a new year. And I feel like these fall months just sort of speed by over here. So already into November, can't believe it. So today I am going to chat with you just a little bit about coven witchcraft. So just me today, you know, the last few couple episodes, uh, there were guests, there will be another guest next week and a few more lined up throughout the end of this year. Um, but today is just me to talk about coven witchcraft because it is something that I get quite a few questions about. And really the very first question to address is what even is a coven? So in concept, it's actually pretty simple. A coven is traditionally a coming together of those who practice magic in order to undertake spell work together and raise energy in a group effort. It's thought that this group effort will make a spell more powerful. A coven is really just a gathering of witches. It doesn't need to involve ritual every time. It could just mean studying together and sharing information. The idea of covens has been popularized by Wicca, but it did not originate there. Before the Wiccan religion, it was spread as an idea by the author Margaret Murray in the early 1900s, specifically as a group of 13 witches. Her work was later regarded to be a distortion of the records that she was referencing, but Regardless, those ideas definitely stuck, and for a long time, covens were considered to have only 13 witches. Nowadays, it may not be that exact 13 number. They really vary across the board. You could have a lot less members if it's a very specific religion or specialized practice, and you can have a lot more members if it's just very general and less about rites and rituals and more about um, sharing information and learning. Covens, I have found, are often between six and 20 members. That sort of seems to be the sweet spot there. But again, no hard and fast rule about that. Regardless, the premise remains the same, that there is a high priest or priestess, sometimes both, who lead the rest of the coven in the their various rites and rituals. And every one of these looks different because covens operate each on their own religions and traditions. There can be covens based around a religion like Wicca, it could be around a magical practice in general, or it can be a specific magical practice like lunar witchcraft or elemental witchcraft, in which case that would be a much smaller sort of coven as opposed to something that's like a magical practice in general. You often find uh, on college campuses just a big pagan group that meets and that has a lot more members, but will still consider themselves a coven. Covens can meet weekly, monthly, or as important events come up like Sabbaths and full moons. Some will choose to meet once a month and then add in those Sabbath and full moon um, activities as extras, but there are no hard and fast rules about how often they have to meet or what their uh, practice needs to look like. 
So given that very you know, broad idea of what a coven could possibly be, you are probably familiar with that and have probably seen it online because there are a lot of various witch groups that have online only covens and they will call themselves um, a coven even if it's just a group that's on a Discord server together. They will come together as a coven. So there are no rules that you have to have met in person or know each other. And nowadays, in order to be considered a coven, I think uh, in years past, that was definitely true, that it would be a um, geographical location and your coven would meet in person and do rites and rituals in person together. But with the world the way it is now, that's not always the case anymore. So very broad definition of the word coven. And I think that's why I get so many questions about it, because it does seem so prevalent and Covens are often placed on this pedestal um, of being like the be all end all of being a witch is finding a coven to join and having those like-minded witches that you practice with and become more powerful with. So a question that I get really all the time is, do I need to join a coven? And the answer to that is absolutely no. We've covered that in episodes past about, you know, coven versus solitary practitioner, but the short answer is no. Social media can often imply that it's a requirement and the only real way to learn witchcraft, but that's definitely incorrect. There are tons of real witches who have learned solely on their own and solely from books and have never learned from uh, other witches or been in a coven situation. And there's pros and cons to both methods. And like I've mentioned before, there is something to be said about learning from another individual and having a sort of mentor to help you along. But if you don't have that around you, and especially if you don't have a group of people like that to join, that absolutely does not make you you know, not a real witch or anything like that. You don't have to be in a coven to be considered a real witch. So absolutely not necessary. Which leads, of course, to the Next most common question would, would be, why would I want to or not want to join a coven? The first reason that a lot of people would want to join a coven is because you can learn so much more from a variety of people. Obviously, everybody who comes to join your coven, if you meet in person, may have a similar you know, geographic background, but and especially if you meet online, there are so many different nuances that go into what makes up your practice. Like you, your practice will never look exactly the same as somebody else's. So by having a group of, you know, 10 people together, every single one of those practices is going to look different. The path to how they got to where they are now is going to be different. And they can offer so many more insights and things, not just to teach you about new things that you didn't know, but maybe to try new ways of things that you are already doing. When solitary practitioners are only learning at home, there is a little bit of that community aspect that they're missing out on. There is a lot to be gained from books and online info, but when we are self-studying and pacing ourselves at home, we tend to stick to the things that we know and like and are comfortable with. So we will read the same authors and turn towards the same podcasts and YouTube channels and websites to learn from. And when you are in a group setting in a coven, you can't rely on the familiarity of, you know, the comfort of what you've already known. There are all of these people sharing their ideas with you. So it's just a great way to learn even more. 
It's also incredibly helpful for getting that instant feedback. When you are a solo practitioner and learning on your own through books or online information, your practice just develops over time and you have to keep trying things until you find what works. And it's not always you know, a success the first time. And then you have to go back to your writings and what you've documented and figure out why something didn't manifest or what maybe in those ingredients doesn't work with you or your personality. And it's really just trial and error over and over again. Whereas when you are working in a coven, you get instant feedback. As soon as you cast a spell or are trying to manipulate energy, a lot of people have questions about how to ground and center. Being in a coven environment, you get instant feedback from the people that are there to tell you if you did something wrong, if they think something else would work better for you. You will know a lot sooner if a spell has manifested. So in addition to the community aspect and learning from so many people is the ability to get that instant feedback because they have already done some of that trial and error that you would otherwise have to do in a solo practice. It's also not just about the learning. I think the community aspect is important for a lot of people. I think we've realized this a lot more in the last you know, year and a half, almost two years, of how much we rely on that interconnectedness to feel like we are a part of something. And even without a COVID situation, witches do not have weekly services like other religions do. There is no temple to attend on Saturday or Sunday. So not everyone has that community background like other religions do that's sort of built in. And also not everyone has understanding family and friends like you do if you were born into a family who is religious. So if you are somebody who maybe moved out of religion and came to witchcraft and paganism, a coven might be really helpful for you to experience that same level of community. And of course, with community in general, it just makes the celebration side of things more fun. So for celebrating Sabbaths and the different moon phases, it's, it can just be more fun to do it together. Now, some people are absolutely introverted and would prefer to stay home and not celebrate with other people, in which case you probably already know that you don't want to join a coven. But for some people, it's like any other uh, Christian or, you know, commercialized holiday, um, like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that it there's just more fun that can be had if you celebrate with other people. You can just do more activities and um, feel a little more joyful about the holidays. So having a coven can be really helpful for celebrating Sabbaths when you, the otherwise your friends and family in your life are not celebrating Imbolc and Ostara and Beltane with you. You have a coven there that can celebrate all of those days. Another reason that witches might want to join a coven is to get to experience more elaborate workings. Many covens focus on the rites and rituals, especially if they only meet once a month or only for lunar phases or Sabbath celebrations, then obviously more work and effort is going to go into whatever ritual is planned for that day for that meeting. And since there are more witches available to contribute to their power, the workings can be a lot more elaborate. So there may be um, tools or ingredients that you wouldn't otherwise buy and use for yourself at home. And in more ritual settings, there are, uh, you know, players really, you can think of it like theater or watching a play that the members of the coven are each 
tasked with being a different player, representing maybe an element or a spirit or a deity that they stand in place of that. So having all of those other, you know, players, so to speak, around the circle just means that it can be a lot more elaborate and there can be a lot more moving parts and fun things like that that wouldn't be included in a solo practice. So you can get a lot more ceremonial with your magic if you are in a coven. So I think those are some of the reasons that new witches are drawn to covens and why um, beginners might want to join. But I think the main reason for why witches stay in covens and why more experienced witches might seek out a coven is because of the extra energy that's involved. So when you have a whole group that is raising energy together, there is so much more to be gained. You feel much less drained personally. So you know if you do a spell at home, it's really you know emotionally, physically draining if you do not ground and center yourself correctly. And even if you do, it can just still be draining. If you're putting a lot of work into it and a lot of energy, it is still draining. So when you are doing that with a big group of people, um, there's just much more energy involved, but at the same time, not feeling as drained yourself. And that means that things might manifest faster. So if you were doing a prosperity working at home, that may take two months to manifest if it's just you. If you do it in a coven setting, that might manifest in a couple of days. So I think that is one of the main reasons that experienced witches want to seek out or stay in covens is just for this extra boost of power that it has having doing the workings in a group setting like that. So despite all of the positives and fun reasons why you might want to join a coven, there are of course reasons why you might not want to. The first being that it can be very tough to find people that you connect with properly. Think of it as any other type of friendship group, especially as making friends as an adult. It is just so much harder to find people that you really connect with and are sort of like click personality wise, of course, but within witchcraft, you really have to be on the same page about the major tenets of what you are practicing. So it'd be really hard to be in a coven with someone who is Wiccan if you are completely secular in your practice. That's why there are different covens that are specialized one way or another. And this can be a major downside of those really general type covens that you find, like I said, on college campuses where anyone of any pagan background can join. It's a great place to you know, gather more information and to meet people, but to make it a true coven and do rituals together, you really need to be on the same page. You don't necessarily have to have all of the same beliefs, even within Wicca. There are various levels of different Wiccans who believe in different parts of the Wiccan read. Um, and because some parts were, you know, added later, so they may not believe in those, but there are basic fundamentals that you really should agree on. Otherwise, it's going to be more you know, fighting and arguing about what to do than actually getting anything done. So you might spend a lot of time looking for that right coven and those right people to join up with and can definitely be um, a task that a lot of people aren't up for. And going along with that, another reason why you might not want to join a coven is that because of all of those different members and different paths, that yes, that can be a positive and a great way to learn from other people, but it can also be a negative because you might be at completely different skill levels and therefore you can be limited by the knowledge of the other people in the group or by their beliefs. They might not feel comfortable doing something that might be seen as a little more painful magic 
or a little more manipulative magic. Some people don't like that. So you could be limited in what you're being allowed to practice um, based on what those other people believe or what their skill level is at. You also might not want to join a coven if you are not able to express your needs. You have to be very comfortable with um, speaking out. And some people are just not, especially in a group setting. Uh, Some people just prefer to take a back seat, but that can definitely lead to you being a doormat. You don't want to do anything that you're not comfortable with, and you don't want to always just go along with the crowd. If there's really something that you need magically and you need the group to help you, you really have to be comfortable speaking your needs. And not everybody is that comfortable in a group setting. Another downside of covens is that it is usually all ceremonial magic. Again, every coven is different, so don't take that as be all end all. But if you prefer what's called lower magic, then that's often easier to do alone. So like I said, as a positive, you get to experience those more elaborate workings and ceremonial magic that you wouldn't do at home. But at the same time, if all you're looking to do is a sweetening spell and using a honey jar, that's much easier to just do by yourself at home rather than try to get the whole coven together and have everybody agree to that and work on that same thing. It's so much easier and faster to just do that sort of working at home, which is considered that sort of lower magic, which just means that it's not ceremonial. And to go along with that of why you wouldn't want to join a coven is that you may be stuck doing workings that don't apply to you. So if the whole rest of the group votes to do it, then you are just sort of along for the ride and doing things that may not apply to you. And a lot of witches really have a problem with that, especially if, like I said before, the group asks for a prosperity working. A lot of witches believe that there's sort of you know a balance in the universe. So if you ask for prosperity working now to get something now, that something else has to give later where you don't get something or have to give something up in return. So a lot of witches wouldn't like to work on a prosperity working in a group setting when they don't need it because it just doesn't apply to them at that time, but they're going along with it, then something later is going to give in their lives when they're not ready for it or didn't ask for it just because they were doing it in this group setting. So that's sort of the give and take there is that you are stuck doing workings that don't apply to you. And you always have to remember that sometimes it's just easier to do specific time and day workings when it's just you. So if you need something that's done at midnight, um, that obviously that's going to be really difficult to get a coven together to do that working at midnight on a Tuesday because you're trying to time it to a certain day and a certain moon phase. In which case you might find yourself doing a lot of these workings that you need by yourself, for yourself, and then doing workings in a group setting that don't apply to you so you're not getting the benefit that everyone else is. So with all of those reasons in mind, you might already know whether or not a coven is for you or sounds like something you'd be interested in, or maybe one of those things that was on the negative list has totally pushed you away from it. But if you don't already know, I do have some things that you should consider if you're still on the fence. So the first question to ask yourself is how do you like to learn? Because coven learning is very much accelerated. When you are studying at home by yourself from books or online, that is completely self-paced. So you can focus just on you know, green witchcraft, maybe in the spring, you just want to focus on your garden and learning that as best as you can and getting all those resources together and spending as much time on that as you want. But in a coven setting, it's usually dictated to you what you're going to learn, especially if there is, you know, this initiation period, which I will get into in a minute in coven red flags, but that you have to study for a certain amount of time. And especially if the group is learning together, 
then that's very much accelerated and dictated to you of what you need to learn. So you might not have as much time as you would like to really focus and dedicate to that one specific task or area that you're trying to study. Some people really like that accelerated push and need that sort of structure and deadlines to get them to study and learn as much as they could. And some people are much more laid back and would rather learn at their own pace, even if it takes them longer. Second thing to consider is how much you enjoy interacting with others. Obviously, introverts are not going for that coven setting, but there's more to consider than just that because there is a lot of tension in covens, just all those different personalities. But from that tension is a lot of growth. There's just not as much growth when you're not being pushed at home, when you're studying by yourself, because there is no, you know, that tension where other people are pushing you to get better and improve and help them with things. There's just not that same level of growth. So if you enjoy interacting with others and you enjoy that tension and that back and forth and learning and debating, then maybe a coven setting is better for you. Along with that is asking yourself how well you follow rules and structure. Because there are a lot of rules and structure when it comes to coven. Some are more ritualized than others and have a longer set of rules and structure that they follow and all the rituals sort of work the same way and they have a dedicated study period and you have to initiate yourself for, it's often a year and a day, that's a popular one, but you have to follow their rules and their path. So if you are not a rule follower and don't like that sort of structure and rather do your own thing, then solitary practice is for you. Another important thing to consider is whether you would just rather have an online community. That is becoming more and more popular and there are online covens that are going to be a lot different and have a lot different rules and structure than something in person. So that is definitely an option and a way to go that didn't used to be available. So always an option to look for an online version. You might also want to ask yourself how self-motivated are you? Because again, that's studying at home. You get to do your own workings on your own time and you learn what you want at your own pace. But you are not going to learn anything and you're not going to grow in your practice if you keep putting it off because you are not self-motivated. Some people are very self-motivated and they will get the task done just for the sake of getting it done and pride of a job well done and learning something they're excited about. But some people just need to be externally motivated and pushed by someone else. And you can be different in different areas of your life. Like for me, I am motivated to study at home and get things done in my witchcraft practice. But when it comes to like exercise and eating properly, I am completely externally motivated. I need somebody to push me. I need an accountability partner. Um, so if that's you in your witchcraft practice, then joining a coven would be great because you would have that group there to that would push you and get you to keep moving forward and study at home on your time outside of the coven. And the last question to consider is whether or not you need large amounts of energy. Because that's really what a coven comes down to. There is that gathering of witches community aspect and learning and information, but a large part of covens is about the magical workings. And it is about having the group setting and all of that energy coming together to produce a greater effect. But sometimes you don't need that much energy and your practice may never need that much energy if all you are doing is workings for yourself, your home, the people in it, uh, then it's pretty rare that you would need 
that large amount of energy. You might want to do it just for fun, but if you never need that much energy and that would be the only reason that you're considering joining a coven, then you might want to rethink that if it's just not something that you're going to use or need in your practice. So you have the pros and cons. You have the questions you should ask yourself if you're still thinking about joining a coven and you are leaning towards the side of joining a coven and finding one. Well, let me tell you some red flags to look out for because I think these are really important things to keep in mind because the idea of covens is really romanticized and made to look like they are really great things, but there are absolutely these huge red flags that you should watch out for and not get so swept up in the notion of just finding a coven, any coven to join, just wait till you find the right one. Um, and don't let any of these bad things happen to you because the line between coven and cult is not as thick as I would like it to be. It's just like any other religion, it's a thin line. So coven red flags to look out for. The first one that I want to mention because I notice this a lot is immediate initiation. There is a reason why that year and a day tradition is so popular because you need to make sure everyone is a good match. You need to make sure that the people who are already in the coven and practicing are a good match for you, for your practice, the way you practice, for your energy and personality. And likewise, they also need to sort of interview you and make sure that you are a good match and will fit in well with the group. So if they are just looking to immediately initiate you, that's a huge red flag because they are not taking the time to get to know you, which means that they probably didn't take the time to get to know the other members that are in there. And it's just so much harder to have a good working environment without making sure that you are all on the same page and working well together. So if they are willing to immediately initiate you, then that is a big red flag to look out for. Now, there are a lot of new covens out there. And if you just are finding, you know, four of your friends and you guys want to start your own coven together, that's completely different. Then of course, you're all going to be initiated together, brand new coven. But I'm talking about finding a group and they already have members and they want to initiate you the next week. That is a big red flag. Another red flag to look out for is not having age restrictions because minors are not at the same level of maturity as someone in their 30s or 40s or upwards. Not everyone in the coven has to be the exact same age, but should be somewhat close because there are just things that minors can't consent to. They're not at the same level of maturity. And I personally would not want to, at you know 30 something years old, would not want to be in a coven with my 16 year old self. Like we were just not on the, on the same page, just totally different. Like mentally, maturity wise is just so different. So there really should be some sort of age restriction. At the very minimum, it should be the age of consent and the drinking age in your country, because there are a lot of coven rituals that involve alcohol. Nobody should be forced ever. Like if your coven is trying to force you to take drugs or alcohol, that is a red flag I shouldn't even have to discuss, but it's out there. So should not do anything you don't want to do. But at the bare minimum, there should be some sort of age restriction. Now, if you are a minor and want to join a group of other minors, that's okay. There's no issue with minors practicing witchcraft. That's not what I'm saying here. If you have like a whole group of friends that are also your age and you want to be in a coven together, that's fine. It's just a very different power dynamic when 
there is somebody that's 40 years old in a coven with somebody that is 17. That person has so much power and influence over the person who is 17 that it really creates an unfair dynamic. So really, if there's no age restrictions, that's a huge red flag. Another thing that you should watch out for is payment for a membership when you don't know where the money is going. So there is usually some sort of payment that is pretty typical because the coven will purchase ritual supplies. So if you are doing a Sabbath ritual and there is going to be, you know, an altar cloth and a chalice and a bunch of candles, those things cost money. So it's not fair to just put that on the coven leader to keep shelling out all of that cash. So there should be some sort of, you know, small membership fee. Um, A lot of covens will rent a room someplace or they will rent out a witchcraft shop for an evening. That costs money. Uh, If you go on a trip someplace, if you live in an area that has um, a lot of sacred places or uh, important witchy historical places, going on a trip to those places would cost money. Of course, those things, you know, you know that there's a fee associated with things like that, but it is not typical to pay a large upfront fee and then have no idea where it's going. Usually those fees like that come up, you know, maybe like uh, quarterly dues or yearly dues. And you can easily see that that amount of money is going towards ritual supplies. And if you've been practicing, you should know how much ritual supplies cost in your area. So if you're being asked to pay this upfront enormous fee, um, that's not what a covenant should be for. It's not really a for-profit thing. They're shouldn't be one or two leaders that are trying to make money off of getting other people to join their coven. Another red flag, which is very similar to joining other groups, especially other college groups like sororities and fraternities, hazing or any abuse is a big red flag. There should be no hazing involved. Any type of physical or mental risk is a giant red flag. And along with a physical risk is not taking your medication. Uh, If your coven doesn't believe in science because they think that science and witchcraft shouldn't exist together, which I I don't believe. Science and witchcraft coexist, absolutely. But if they don't believe in science and so they are telling you to stop taking your medication of some sort, that's a huge red flag. Never do anything that is going to be physically or mentally harmful. So there shouldn't be any sort of hazing. Now there is in the strictest sense of the word, something that would be considered hazing is like a group ritual where they do something fun, like a, you know, for new members where they do like a witchy scavenger hunt, but the other members are all participating um, and everybody in the group is doing it. That's not really the hazing that I'm talking about. They might call it like a little hazing, like all, you know, new members are doing this, but it's just really a fun group activity and you shouldn't have to do it if you don't want to do it. So if they're requiring it, then that's probably hazing. Um, So anything that you don't want to do, don't feel comfortable doing. You shouldn't take any risks to join a coven. Another red flag to just watch out for and keep in mind uh, is any sort of gender or sexual identity requirements that are necessary to join. These aren't always a red flag because there are some covens that are geared towards, uh, say, uh, Dianic Wicca, where they only um, celebrate the goddess. They often only allow women into their covens. So there might be a gender restriction there, but there's a very specific reason for it. And there are some covens that are geared towards women because women are sometimes just more comfortable practicing with only other women. So that happens sometimes. But if there's a reason for it, then 
that would be okay. But if there isn't that you can see, and this is especially where, um, along with that age restriction, there's a power dynamic going on. If there is somebody who is in a position of power within a coven and they are only initiating new members that are of their preferred gender or sexual identity, that's a problem. That's obviously going into that cult-like territory. We want to avoid that. And along with that is to be very wary of the leaders and find out about them before you get too far in, get initiated, because leaders who view themselves as superior uh, is definitely that cult-like mentality because narcissists seek power. So if the leader thinks that they are the only ones who can communicate with a spirit or a deity because they are somehow superior, that's a giant red flag because spirits and deities communicate with a lot of different people. So if they are telling you that they are, there's a certain deity out there and they are the only ones who can have any connection with it and the spirit only speaks through them, that's a cult. Don't join. That is not a good coven to join. Along with this you know, reverence for leaders, members who treat the leader as a god or think that they are better than other members are also a huge red flag. It is definitely normal within a coven to have a supervisor, somebody who's sort of in charge that schedules things because... Otherwise, you know, it's like herding cats. So you have to have that one person who really reaches out and is like, okay, we're going to schedule this for this day. When is everybody able to meet? What's kind of the vote on what we're going to be doing? Somebody is usually the point person for that. But a coven is really a collaborative effort. So no one member is better or more important than another. The entire point is to be working together and raising energy together and learning from each other in a collaborative environment. So if any member, leader, official leader or otherwise, uh, is acting like they are better than anyone else, that's a problem. I mean, that's just a problem that I have with people's personalities, period. I don't like people who (laughs) behave that way in any situation, but absolutely in a coven, that is a big red flag. And the last red flag that I want you to mention for covens that start to border on cult is if they are an excessive time suck. So like I said, there are covens that meet according to the moon phase or Sabbaths. Otherwise, they will meet weekly or monthly. There are a lot of uh, different ways to be involved. But if they are a excessive time suck where they are asking for your constant time and attention and really don't like you in a life outside of the coven with your family and friends who are not witches, then Obviously, that's a big red flag because they are trying to separate you from, you know, those people. So if you feel like it's taking too much time or your family and friends are expressing that it is taking too much of your time and they're worried about you, then definitely take that seriously and take that into consideration because a coven should not require that much time. And it's highly likely you don't even spend that much time on your witchcraft practice now in your solitary setting. So if a coven is asking that of you, it's too much. Um, So definitely be aware of how much time you are committing to them. And that is everything that I have to mention about red flags. But if you have any other ones that you think are really important and that people should watch out for, then let us know in the comments. I will have the show notes at whichwednesdays.com. And there's always a discussion over on Discord if you want to join the Discord server that is linked over through Instagram. Instagram is Witch Wednesdays Podcast, all one word. And the Discord server is linked through my profile there, and it is free to join. 
there is a big community there already. I think over 400 witches in there so far. And they're always chatting about each podcast episode and a whole bunch of other witchy things. So sort of like a little coven going on in there too. Um, Great community to join. But if you have any other red flags you want to talk about or pros and cons of covens or want to chat with the other members there who have done witchcraft type things with other witches in person and understand what the group dynamic is sort of like and you have questions for them, definitely reach out over there. And that is everything that I have to share with you about covens this week. And I will see you next week. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbath boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at witchwednesdays podcast.